In the name of the Father, and the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Uh, today uh, is the preparation Sunday uh, of the Great Lent, and as we are approaching Lent, uh, the Church uh, puts in front of our eyes uh, some of the uh, practices, spiritual practices, that we will be conducting during the period of Lent, uh, that which is pertaining to the fasting itself, uh, prayer and the act uh, of giving to the uh, poor and the needy, charitable deeds. But in the midst of today's gospel, and this was also highlighted uh, earlier this morning uh, in Matins, as well as in Ashaya last night, the church puts for us an, a condition uh, by which all of these uh, acts uh, or uh, rituals that we will be practicing during the fast, whether all of these acts will be accepted or not accepted. And then uh, he says in the midst, today after he speaks about giving to the poor and the needy and uh, making sure that that act that you do, you do in secret, uh, not in a showing off, uh, in a way to show off, as well as when you fast to make sure that you do that in secret as well, to only be able to appear to your father who is in heaven, who sees in secret, and who will reward you in judgment day openly. He also speaks about the importance of prayer, prayer in secret. But then he says something really important, and he says, this is what you do when you pray. You say, Our Father who art in heaven. And if you look into the Our Father prayer, you'll find that there is one condition that is put in there that we bring upon ourselves every single time we stand up to pray our Father. When we come to say, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And then after the Lord finishes teaching the disciples the Lord's Prayer, our Father Prayer, he elaborates a little bit at that concept and he says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. And if you do not forgive them their trespasses, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. Now, let's kind of uh, refocus quickly. And, and, and think to ourselves, what is the purpose of the whole entire land? What is the purpose of the whole entire land? Why are we landing? It's to do what? Come on, yeah, come on. We offer to God what? Repentance, صح? So the whole point of the land is repentance, صح? Okay, and when you say repent, what does that entails? What, is, what does that mean? Mean that we are seeking God's, what? Forgiveness, we're seeking God's forgiveness. So the whole purpose of the land is to seek God's forgiveness. Now, here's the, the, the a really important, you know, point that يعني, escapes our mind is that we can fast all we want. Inshallah, even we fast 
two days at a time. يعني abstain for two days at a time. Or fast every day until evening, until the nigma comes out, until the star comes out. Okay. We can pray all we want and attend liturgies all we want and take communion all we want. Even if we come and attend 55 liturgies during the Lent. It's not possible, by the way, okay? Because there are a few days in the Lent, there out of the 55 with no liturgies. Okay, Monday of Holy Pascha, Tuesday of Holy Pascha, Wednesday of Holy Pascha, and Friday of Holy Pascha. So there are four liturgies that are going to be up, okay? But let's say we're going to end 51 liturgies during the Lent. And let's say that we are going to give as much as we're going to donate our whole entire salaries for the next 55 days, okay? And then after all of this, there is one little thing, one grudge that we are holding against a person. Is that one person that I am not able, I am not willing, and I am not planning on forgiving that person for what he has done to me. The outcome is really, really sad, okay? The outcome is really sad because think of how much, you know, labor you put into this and you come out with zero, nothing, not, nothing. Out, the outcome of the whole land is God still didn't forgive you. Well, God, why? I did everything. I lented in secret, okay? I prayed in secret, okay? I fasted in secret, but you know what? I also held a grudge against someone in secret. <laughs> you see the point? I also held a grudge against someone in secret. And that little grudge that I am holding against someone in secret is going to steal away from me all the blessings that I, would, I could have gained in this land. We are not able to forgive. Why aren't we able to forgive? I will, and, and by the way, people who are not able to forgive, they suffer, okay? They suffer and they cannot live in peace, okay? And, and by the way, most of the time, people aren't able to forgive because they misunderstand a lot of times or they misjudge, or maybe because there is something wrong with them, but we're gonna talk a little bit about this. But I'll give you an example, you know. One time Saul, after coming out of the war, and he is victorious and everything, but then he hears the people, the ladies, chanting out, and they say that Saul killed thousands and David killed myriads, okay? And all of a sudden he is struck with jealousy towards this young soldier, or this young man, uh, who came and volunteered to kill, to kill the Goliath and grant victory to the Israelites against the Philistines. And he holds this grudge, and this grudge cause, causes him torment for the rest of his life. To the point that one time, David stands in front of him and he says, what are you running after? I am a flea or I am a worm. I'm nothing. You know, I am nothing. Just move on. You know, just get this, this song that got stuck in your head that the, the woman said 
See, sometimes women cause problems, by the way, but <laughs> not all the time. But the woman kept chanting and saying, woman kept chanting that David killed myriads and Saul only killed thousands. Taban, myriads is more. How can he get the attention of all the girls? You know, and, and it was a big problem. So just come on, move on, you know. But Saul isn't able to move on. And that grudge that he held within him, it killed him. It literally, actually, eventually killed him. Okay? But, but, but it kept eating him up all of him and he lost his peace. Right? Think, think of Herod. Herod is sitting in his throne and he's king and he's doing whatever he wants. And then all of a sudden, Magi come from the far east following the star and they say, we here to worship the new king. Well, this, this new king is, is, is a baby, okay? So he is not posing a threat to your, uh, uh, to your kingdom, not as, as of right now. He is not posing a threat to you. He hasn't grown up yet. He had to, in order for him to like form an army, even if he is thinking in this you know, earthly way of like an earthly king. And, and Herod becomes furious. And the Bible says what? That Herod was troubled and all of Israel with him, all of Judea with him. The whole entire nation is disturbed because of this jealousy, because of this grudge, because of this hatred that is inside the heart of Herod. And it pushes him to do the worst crime in the history of mankind, to go and kill all the children, all the children under the ages of two. You know, something unhuman, something extremely cruel. But what is that caused by? Because he lost his peace. He is holding a grudge, right? So the point is, a person who is not able to forgive, he's not able to move on, he loses his peace, and thus sometimes he loses himself. A person who holds a grudge is putting to waste all other effort to getting closer to God. Whether prayer, whether fasting, whether giving to the, uh, giving to the poor and needy, all this is going down the drain because you are not able to forgive. So we need to forgive. How do I forgive? Number one, you're not innocent. So if you are not innocent, you need to put your sins in front of your eyes at all times. And if you see your sin and you focus on your sin, you won't focus so much in the sins of others. As one of the elders says, it is like a man who has someone dead in his own house and he is mourning the death of his neighbors. Yani he has someone who died in his own house. And instead of mourning that person that died in his own house, he's putting that to the side and he is just mourning the death of his neighbors. Of his neighbors. That's exactly what we do because we're not focused in our own sins. If we focus on our own sins and mistakes and flaws, said Moses, 
when they called on him and they said, come, there is a monk that we caught him doing something wrong and we were holding or gathering a council, a group of, of elders to sit and to judge him, impose a judgment against him. What does Saint Moses do? Go upstairs to a church and look at the icon all the way in the back, the men's size. He gets a sack and he fills it with sand and it's a sack that has a hole and he puts the sack behind his back and he's walking. They see him and said, what is this that you're doing? He says, these are my sins that I'm allowing them to just pass behind me, just run behind me, not even paying attention to, and I'm coming to judge someone else. All the tonias of the abunas, I'm not sure if you will notice this, but this is my tonia right here. All the tonias of the abunas, you will always find something interesting in them. A big cross in front and a small cross in the back. This is what Abu Nastunya is supposed to look like, okay? Now sometimes we'll put pictures of Mishaaref A, but he said don't do that, okay? So the Tunya of Abuna is supposed to have a big cross in the front and a small cross in the back. Why? Because it's a constant reminder for Abuna that your sin is bigger than the sin of the people behind you. As I stand in front of the altar, and I'm facing Christ and I'm praying to him. I'm putting in my chest a big cross because to tell God, God, forgive me my sins. My sins are much greater than the sins of those people that are behind me, okay? When Abuna comes to pick the hamel, he says, Lord, choose a lamb for my sins and the ignorances of your people. Why? Because what sin I do, I do knowingly and willingly. But the sins that you guys do, you're doing out of ignorance. You don't, some maybe you don't know, you know. But mine is much greater because I'm supposedly a priest. Supposedly, يعني, I should know better, okay? But I don't. But the point is, I put a bigger cross here because it's a constant reminder. Why can't we all live by this mentality? You know, I see other people make mistakes. Well, forget, it's, it's their ignorance. They don't know. But my sin is big. My sin is great. Focus on you. When you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you that you have, you know, whatever small illness, small illness, and you get somebody else next to you, that they have something else. It's okay. You know, I, I have, you're gonna be occupied by, by what's wrong with you. But the interesting thing, and when it comes to spirituality, we're not occupied with what's wrong with me, we're occupied with what's wrong with you. Every person. And then we look at each other, says, what's wrong with you? Just focus on yourself, okay? Focus on yourself. Number two. When you see people make mistakes or when somebody comes and does something or say something, try to find an excuse for people. Sometimes you don't know what people go through. And we quick, oftentimes we are so quick to judge. And yet it, it even stops here that sometimes it even goes up. Yani we sit down, and we listen, to the Pope Al-A. How could the Pope say this? 
how could the bishop say this? وقتين إحنا all of the sudden we became the the critics of the popes and the bishops and the priests and and all of the hierarchs of the church and if we are put in their situation this is this is what they should have said this is what they how do you know what they go through we don't okay always remember that we don't know what people go through i've already shared with you in the past the story of 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 the monk that used to get drunk at night and how everybody judged him but, but it turned out that he grew up in an orphanage where they gave him alcohol as a baby. So so but the point is if you recall that story is that is that oftentimes we look at someone's action and then we are so quick to judge. We see people in the street. Yesterday a person came to me and he says, This is Abuna, how can you not judge a person who is drunk? I told them, you know, when a drunk person walked into church one time at the time of Pope Corullus, they went to Pope Corullus and Alulu Sayyidna, Ilha, there's a drunk guy who is sitting in the altar and he even fell asleep. So Pope Corullus, he got out of his chair and then he started walking to the altar and everybody said, Sayyidna is going to go kick him out of, you, of the altar and tell him, remove your, you know, this, this alcohol from you. Just get, get out. That's not the right place for you. Instead, Pope Carlos took off his shell and he covered the man. He covered the man. Why? Because he was a man with a merciful eye. He was a man with an eye that does not judge others. Whatever they do. Now, the last thing. So we say, don't judge because you need to focus on your own sins and mistakes. Don't judge because you need to find an excuse for others and you don't know what they go through. And the last thing, don't judge and don't hold the grudge. Don't hold the grudge. Don't, don't stop, the, uh, uh, don't hold the grudge against people because it's not worth it. What do I mean by it's not worth it? Neil Armstrong, when he first stepped a foot on the moon, he looked at the planet Earth and he cried. And they told him, why are you crying? He said, actually, I didn't even cry in the day my dad passed away. And I went through a lot of hardships in my life. I never really cried. But I cried when I stepped a foot on the moon and I looked at the Earth because I saw how small planet Earth is. And I remembered how people in this very, very small, tiny planet aren't able to get along. And they fight. They fight over land. They fight over wealth. They fight over whatever. Not knowing that from out there, the whole entire planet, forget even the individuals or the countries, okay, or the or the, uh, you know, the whole entire planet looks too small. Our life in this earth here is very tiny if you put it into the perspective of eternal life. This whole entire planet, these possessions that we're fighting over, okay, whatever, whether it's money, whether it's land, whether it's cryptocurrency, whatever it is that we are fighting, we're fighting over, is very, very small. 
when you put it into perspective of the big thing, of the big picture. That's why he stood on the moon and he looked at the earth and he cried. He says, it's not worth it. St. Paul, the hermit, when his older brother followed him over the entire inheritance and they're going to the judge to judge between them, on the way, he saw a funeral passing by and he learned that this was a funeral of a very wealthy man. And Paul, at a very young age, came to this conclusion that here we are, much older than him, aren't able to come to that same conclusion. What, what is it? He says, it's not worth it. I'm going to hold a grudge against him forever. Over what? Over money? Over possessions? Over... It's not worth it. It's not worth it because at the end of the day, when you and I stand in front of God, we won't have anything with us. No wallet, no deeds, no virtual wallet, no nothing. <laughs> We're just gonna stand in front of him like this, okay? And he is gonna look into your heart and mine. And he's gonna see. If you were able to forgive, then he will forgive. Now, fast, not fast, pray, not pray, give, not give, you know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want you to fast, I want you to pray, and I want you to give. But more importantly than all of these, I want you to, what? Forgive, okay? More important than all of these, I want you to forgive. Because if you don't forgive, then all these efforts are going to be going to waste. We will be hearers and doers of the word and glory be to God forever. Amen. <laughs>